Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. Sarah Marie here again. I am really excited, and I mean really excited, to kick off another season of this podcast. And this season, we're going to be focusing on a topic that is so near and dear to my heart. It's the topic that started this entire ministry. You guessed it. We are going to be talking about worship. And before you start thinking, here we go again, Sarah Marie, with that worship talk, I want to encourage you to keep listening. Critically important topics like worship and praise are so multi-layered that the more you study and the more you talk about them, the more you uncover. So I pray and I hope that you'll be able to pick up something new and fresh today and in the upcoming episodes that can ignite in you a passion and desire to offer God your continuous and best praise. Ready? Let's go. To give you a little background, I am blessed to lead this Soul of Worship ministry where our mission is to empower this generation to release an authentic sound of worship that moves the mountains and brings heaven down. And so more than five years ago now, the Lord spoke to me to begin studying the word sound and praise in the Bible. And so I began studying at every single chance that I could get, waking up before my kids and uh, spending just this quality time with God. And what I was finding is that there was so much in scripture about the power of using our voice in worship and in praise. So all of that studying and all the notes that I took and these Bible studies that I started to create all led to the birth of this ministry. And for the glory of God, I wrote a Bible study book called Worship, Are You Making a Sound? And that was officially published and released in September of 2020 through TBN Publishing. And while that is a blessing and that is all for the glory of God, the best result of the last several years of study is that this process transformed me. It transformed me from being someone who sang worship songs into someone who truly, authentically worshiped God. And so it transformed me from being a worship singer to a worship warrior. And that's my desire for this generation. That is my desire for anyone who will listen. My heart is to mobilize the church, to mobilize our communities, to mobilize our families, to be fully equipped to be worship and prayer warriors. 
And again, I say this not to boast about me, but to boast about God, to glorify his name, because God has an amazing track record of using unlikely people to advance his kingdom. And then, of course, we know that he then equips those that he calls. And so I'm just trying to be obedient of this message that he has placed on my heart. And that is for us to live in bold obedience to whatever he's calling us to do during this current season. And what he's calling us to do is to stand up and worship him, to stand up and declare his greatness, his goodness, and his truth, and to seek his presence. Every season, it has a reason to praise the living God. And so with that being said, I literally could talk for hours and hours and hours about the incredibly powerful spiritual weapon of warfare that we have in our worship. But what I'm going to do is that I'm going to break this down into little snippets over the next several weeks, over several episodes. Because for the most nourishment, I believe that it's important for us to break the word down into sizable chunks that are easy for us to chew and and savor and swallow. So now, what is worship and why is it important for us to study its meaning? Well, learning how to become a true, authentic worshiper, one who worships in spirit and in truth, will help us remain firmly planted in God's truth when the rest of the world is falling apart around us. What I have uncovered so far, because I believe there's still more, is that worship is a weapon of defense. It's a form of protection, and it releases God's power over our lives. Worship, it's a gateway into the presence of God, into the walls of his salvation. And worship, it's not a performance. It is a lifestyle. Worship enables deliverance. It allows us to exchange our sackcloths of despair, fear, and anxiety for a garment of praise and a garment of joy. Worship, it's the sacrifice that we need to continuously offer to keep the fire of our internal altar always ablaze. You know, now oftentimes in the church, people don't like to talk about science and God. However, I'm a firm believer that science only further proves the existence of the creator and his perfect design. Did you know that sound waves can change matter? If you perform a quick online search, you can find videos of people manipulating water, breaking glass, even freezing water all by using sound waves. It's, it's, it's astonishing. And so how did God himself create and mold matter in the book of Genesis? By using the sound of his voice. He said, let there be light. And there was light. He said, let the dry land appear. And it was so. He said, let the earth bring forth grass. And everything grew. Or did you know that the sounds of nature increase the productivity of the surrounding land? There are studies that prove that the sounds of birds chirping and insects humming 
actually contribute to the growth and development of plants in that area. So there's no wonder why we hear the birds singing the most at the beginning of spring. The birds are literally awakening the ground with their songs of praise. Nature leads a revival year after year with its sound. And so if sound waves can break glass at the right frequency, and if the songs of nature have this type of effect on productivity, how much more impactful is the sound of the children of God? It says in Proverbs that the power of life and death are in the tongue. You know, it was not until I began to study this topic that I realized just how incredibly powerful the gift of sound is for the believer. I mean, can we just take a minute to thank God for giving us this type of potential? Do you feel right now where you're at that you are walking through a season of barrenness? Has this year an almost year and a half, shaking you to the core? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life, in your family, in your business, in your city? Worship him. I encourage you to study what the word says about worship and about praise and to learn how to confidently use your voice to declare God's promises, to declare God's truth, and to declare God's goodness over your life. And watch as your desert season flourishes into a garden of praise. Why? Because worship changes things. The walls of Jericho came crashing down because of a sound. Gideon led 300 men to victory by surrounding the enemy's camp with what? With a sound. King Jehoshaphat put worshipers in front of his army to sing praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And God defeated the three armies that were coming against Judah. They didn't have to yield a physical weapon in that battle. They conquered through the spiritual warfare of worship. Did you know that David had 288 worshipers in his army? Clearly, David realized the connection between praise and victory over enemies. Paul and Silas, they experienced supernatural earth-shaking deliverance because in their darkest hour, they chose to worship instead of worry. They chose to praise instead of complain. And because of that choice, not only were they set free from that prison cell, but everyone else in that prison was set free too. We fight our battles through worship. When we praise, we remind our hearts of the character of God. Even when it seems like you have nothing left, you will still have your worship to offer the Lord. When Jonah was in the belly of a large fish, he found himself in a dark, cold, and quite frankly, probably smelly pit. He had nothing to offer God in that moment, nothing to offer God in that dark place. 
But he said, I will sacrifice to you with the voice, the voice of thanksgiving. When Jonah changed his attitude and offered the sacrifice of praise, God pulled him out of that dark place and propelled him into the place Jonah was destined to be. Because worship, it's a transformative process. Isaiah 61 says that Jesus would come to radically transform situations. It says that he would come to preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, to comfort those who mourn, to give beauty for ashes, to give the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And for what reason? So that we can be firmly planted trees of righteousness. Now, let me share with you another verse. Ezekiel 46 verse 9 says, But when the people of the land come before the Lord on the appointed feast days, whoever enters by way of the north gate to worship shall go out by way of the south gate. And whoever enters by way of the south gate shall go out by way of the north gate. He shall not return by way of the gate through which he came, but shall go out through the opposite gate. Do you find anything peculiar in these instructions that God gives? The worshipers shall not return by way of the gate through which the worshiper came. When we enter into his gates with praise, we are to allow ourselves to be transformed by the presence of God that's found in the inner court and then continue to move forward straight ahead and exit out of a different gate. When we enter his gates with praise, he changes us so that we are no longer in the same condition in which we entered. He exchanges the old for the new. We can't go back to our old way of thinking. We can't go back to our old behavior. We have to allow our minds to be renewed in his presence and then move forward. What a waste it would be to enter those gates with that sackcloth of despair. Encounter the presence of Jesus where he restores you and clothes you with a light, colorful garment of praise. And then you decide to just take it off and leave it there. Picking up your old, dirty clothes and returning to your old self for the rest of the week. And then only to repeat that process again in the next week or the next month or the next year. No, let's not waste the transformation. Let's keep the fire burning. How much more effective would we be in our lives if we didn't have to keep rekindling the fire from the beginning every Sunday morning? 
How much more would we accomplish in our spiritual lives if our fire was truly kept constantly ablaze? You're always going to stay as a starter flame if you keep turning back to your old self. If you don't allow the fire to stay burning all week, you won't experience the true lasting transformation that God wants you to experience. You'll stay stuck at level one. Philippians 3 verses 13 to 14 say, Brethren, I do not count myself to be apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. To reach the prize, we need to move forward. We have to leave our old way of thinking and living behind us. The message translation of this version of this verse says, I'm often running and I'm not turning back. This year, 2020 into 2021, it's been rough. I get it. But it is time to press forward. It's time to use our voices as a trumpet and for us to make a sound. It's time to gear up with the full armor of God. It's time to speak revival. It's time to speak revelation. It's time to speak life into every area of our lives and truly believe what we are saying. It's time to keep the fire burning. It's time to truly keep worship and praise ever on our lips so that we can operate in the supernatural and remain firmly planted as trees of righteousness. Hebrews 13, 15 says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So this is just a taste of the many topics we're going to be diving deep into over the next several episodes that will give you all of the biblical evidence that support worship and praise as an incredibly important and powerful tool of spiritual warfare that quite frankly, you can no longer afford to be missing out on. If you can't wait for these episodes to come out, I do have a free resource that you can download right now. And it's called Three Biblical Truths to Empower Your Worship Today. You can find that at www.soulofworship.com forward slash empower. E-M-P-O-W-E. Are. And if you want to go really deep, learn more about the 12-week Bible study journey called Worship, Are You Making a Sound? at www.soulofworship.com forward slash book.
Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.